Thanks for tuning in to today's Horsewoman podcast. Our show explores women in the horse industry as they share their dreams, challenges, successes. What drives these women? Well, let's find out. Good morning. Today we're chatting with Jordan Halverson. And Jordan is an intern on a brand new Netflix series, How to Be a Cowboy. Is that correct, Jordan? Uh, yes, ma'am. So, Jordan, tell us a little bit about this series and how you got involved. So, back in 2020, you know, we were going through the pandemic, and I wasn't really doing a whole lot because I had just had um, a really bad forehead accident. And so... I was actually listening to one of Dale's podcasts, and he was talking about how they were looking to hire a new intern. And so I sat there, and I waited for about a week, and I, you know, I really, you know, thought about whether or not I should apply to be an intern. I really was interested in like the ranching side of stuff. I was getting back into bull riding, and you know, I know he has bulls to buck. And so I eventually, you know, sent in a video applying to be an intern. And then later down the road, as I'm literally driving to Texas, you know, I'm really, like, starting to realize that, you know, he's telling me that it's going to be a Netflix show. Yeah. I mean, that's so exciting. So now who is Dale? Tell, yeah. us, tell us a little bit about him. You know, Dale, he, uh, Dale Brizzy, he claims to be the world's best four-rider, but after I got here, you know, I'm, I'm not so sure, you know, like, Every time I tell him to get on to show me, he's, like, telling me that I got to, you know, add some money or, you know, keep some of the weight on this rigging bag. I don't even one, but, you know, he's, like, supposedly the world's best bull rider, even though I ain't seen it yet. I got you. I got you. Well, you know, for the audience members who don't know, Jordan's been a bull rider for a very long time. Tell us a little bit about how you got into bull riding. Um, I got into bull riding, I was, uh, horse showing, I was showing hunter jumper horses, and one of my trainers, you know, was like, hey, do you want to get on a bull, and I was like, you know, why would I want to do that, and she was like, I don't know, it would be fun, you know, mark it off our bucket list, how many people do you know actually have ridden a bull, and I was like, you know, I've kind of done stuff crazy my whole life, so I was like, I'm game. And I went out there, and I just tried it one time just to say I did it, but I absolutely fell in love, and it was just like I didn't last but more than, like, two seconds, and I was like, dude, I can do this for a lot longer than that. Like, And from that day on, I just I went and kept getting on, and then eventually, you know, like, after, you know, getting, you know, hurt a couple times, like, just not, like, super hurt, but, you know. Yeah. Long, long enough, you know, I started to le want to learn, like, what I could do to get better. And how old were so you? I just kept going. How old were you when you started this, Jordan? Um, so I was 17 going on 18 when I started. It was, like, right there at the time I graduated high school. Um, I got on my first one in 2012, I think it was, and I had to wait till I turned 18 because my parents weren't going to sign for me. I just happened to get away with the first one, and so I didn't really start hitting it really, really hard until uh, gra after graduating high school in 2013. Wow. I, I remember the first time I saw you ride, I was so surprised that this delicate young woman was out there going to ride a bull, but I swear you could hang with any of them. It, it really amazed me. <laughs> so I was, I was definitely having a lot of fun. 
Right, right. I'm sure. I mean, I, every all of us want to do it, but very few of us have enough nerve to climb on there. So the TV show that you're on, how, what, what? Tell me about that. So TV show kind of goes through me and Donnie's story, who's a former intern that's here, and he's starting to become a bronc rider. So you get to see him going through this ladder system of getting ready for his first rodeo. <laughs> And then, like, I'm coming back from some injuries, so I'm trying to get back into the swing of things for my rodeos. And then, you know, like, we do, you know, some odds and ends stuff. You know, Cheech wants to pitch, you know, some sales ideas. And there's just a lot of different things that go on in the series that's, you know, a story you can follow. Right. Now, life on the ranch, is that typical ranch life where you have horses and you work cows and do all that stuff? Yeah, I mean, maybe not so much here all the time because, you know, we, we run T-shirts for T-shirt ranchers sometimes during the week. But, you know, when it's, it's time to do cowboy stuff, you know, we're horseback and, you know, we're doing the thing. Hey, y'all. This is Lonnie from Mule City Specialty Feeds located in Benson, North Carolina. It's almost springtime. Is your horse blooming? Does your horse have a shiny coat and healthy hooves? How much extra time and money are you spending mixing supplements in the feed room? when you could be enjoying your horse in the arena or out on the trail. Then look no further. Mule City Specialty Feeds has a line of equine feeds that delivers maximum nutrition. From your performance horse to your weekend trail horse, our line of maximum nutrition equine feeds offers five different complete balanced formulas that will take you out of the feed room and into the saddle. In addition to equine feeds, we also offer complete feeds for your barnyard pets and livestock. For more details, visit our website at mulecity.com, follow us on Facebook, or give us a call at 1-800-587-9229. And don't forget, Mule City delivers. What's the worst injury you ever had? Um, I would say probably the worst injury I've had was in 2020. I... I got stepped on in Tennessee, and I had a grade 5 liver laceration. Um, wow. They had to medically induce me into a coma for three and a half days. I was on live support. I was on the transplant list to get a new liver, and I, was, I started off at one hospital, and they started my surgery there just to stop the bleeding because it was, they said it was a grade 5, but when they got in there, it was really greater than a grade 5, which means over 75% of my liver was destroyed. So they just went in there and stopped the bleeding, and then they transferred me to another hospital. But miraculously, and by the grace of God, you know, that first hospital had done such a good job of packing my liver that they actually saved enough, enough of the tissue that I didn't need a transplant, and I didn't need, um, I didn't need like a mesh or anything like that. That's amazing. That you you know God stepped in and helped. I mean, there's no way around that. Yeah. I mean, I I went through they said that I flatlined going into my first surgery and I remember cuz like they didn't even have time to like knock me out. And I remember going into my first surgery and like I could see and feel them, you know, open me up and like everything just got super bright. And I wasn't, I had no emotions. Like, I wasn't mad, sad, happy. I didn't, and all I could see was just this figure off in the distance. 
I remember saying twice was, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. And that's when I woke up. And I just think that, like, he proved to me that day that I had such a bigger purpose in life. And then for even to be going to Dale's later in that year, the same year, you know, only six months later after having a near-death experience, to go out and, like, do this great thing to be, you know, inspiring to people was just, you know, it just showed me that he really did have a bigger purpose for me. Absolutely. Well, how do you come back from such a scary injury? Where do you find the courage to climb back up there? You know, each time I come back from an injury, like, I it's, it's, you know, it's so clear as day that, like, I don't feel like God would give him give me this passion to do it or this passion to get better or this passion to work so hard for something if he truly did not want me to do it. I I don't think, you know, that's not in his will. And so, like, I think, you know, by him treating me the way he does and giving me this fire, you know, I just put all my trust into him and just let him decide, you know, like, sometimes I might be getting ahead of myself and, he, you know, he might knock me back or be wrong to be like, hey, look, you need to, you know, turn to me more. And that's just what really I focus on. And, you know, like, when it comes time to get back on bulls after, you know, being injured, I really trust in him to keep me safe and really have, you know, prepared me to get back to where I need to be. That's amazing. So what does it feel like to ride a bull? Um, it is a lot. It's a huge adrenaline rush, you know. I love it. I love every part about it. I mean, even, like, even when you get injured, it's fun, but, like, if you're a competitive person and, like, like I am and, like, you know, you're, you're all about, like, your comebacks and how, how much better you can be when something knocks you down, like, it just fires you up. And it's just, you know, eight seconds is a lot longer than it seems like. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I remember seeing you once and before maybe you had your mouth wired shut. I mean, you've had some pretty rough injuries. <laughs> yeah. There's been quite a few. So, and you know, of all the bull riders that I've met, and I've met a few in this business, I've never met one that quit because he got hurt if he was still able to ride. Right. So I, I agree with you that it's a calling and a passion for sure. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm going through a knee injury right now. I retore my ACL not because of anything other than the fact that my femur grew a bone spur, and it actually is what caused me to tear my ACL. That like right now I'm just like my knee feels so good. I'm like I don't know why it, why it would stop me again. You know, it didn't stop me before. And now there's like a legit reason that's twice. Right. So when does the show come on on Netflix? Um, it's it's actually streaming now. So okay. all six episodes are out on Netflix, and you can go and you can binge watch it. Okay. And does it have like a competition or just teaching people how to become a cowboy? I haven't had time to watch the episode yet. Um. Yeah. There's a couple rodeos in there. There's there's the cowboy games and stuff. Some competitive aspects to it, but then you've also got like the value of ranching in there as well. That's really good. I'm I'm glad that they talk about that because the beef industry and our agricultural industry as a whole is in such trouble in this world. So we got to keep reinforcing that we need it and it's important. 
And then it's also pretty dang funny. Like, it's pretty entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it. We can't be successful without your donations as our partners. Every event that Cushing Media Productions produce donates $1 from ticket sales to Cushing Equestrian Fund. Join us, Cushing Equestrian Fund, your trusted source in an emergency. Follow us on Facebook, and you can donate on our website, www.cushingmedia.net. What's on your bucket list going forward? Um, right now, I'm just, right now, I'm not even walking. I'm still on crutches, so really, like, right now, I'm really just focusing on getting healthy. You know, by spring, I want to be healthy so I can go to the brandings and be able to work good and get back to where I could hopefully get back on bulls. You know, like, I'm not saying I'm quitting by any means, but I want to make sure that my knee's going to be able to handle it because my surgeon at first, you know, he was like, I don't know about this. Like, right. knee's pretty, like, he was like, he was talking about giving me a stable knee for the rest of my life, not necessarily coming back to a sport, but I think with that bone spur, I think he feels a little bit better about it now. But right now, I'm just really focusing, you know, getting healthy and getting back in shape. So then, like, come, you know, when the really heavy expansion stuff happens, like, I'll be able to do it. Do you view yourself having your own ranch? Yeah, I think one day, maybe. You know, like, I think I'm 26. It is a dream. You know, I think everyone kind of has those kind of dreams and... I think it's just a matter of where I end up in the next, you know, five or six years. Really sparked an interest in the ABBI calves uh-huh. or the bucking bull industry. Right. So I was thinking about maybe, you know, starting off with partner- partnering with a calf or two with someone and, like, going through a couple competitions, you know. These are all just things that, like, have sparked interest, but... I think right now I'm so focused on getting ready for the next seat for next year and the next season to hopefully be able to be a contender in the women's war and stuff again and be able to want to. Are you planning to stay in Texas for a while? Uh, yes, ma'am. I, I love it out here. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. So what advice do you have to young women who would like to in, embrace bull riding? How do they get started, and do you encourage it? Um, my advice is to anyone, young, male or female, is, you know, find a good bull riding school to go to. You know, like, they're going to have the appropriate stock for you to get on. They're going to have equipment. Like, they're going to go over, you know, the stuff. And it, it's just about, you know, take it slow. Like, it's not going to happen overnight, you know, like, put the work and the time into, you know, getting strong and, you know, doing the things that you need to do to avoid injury because that's where, you know, a lot of bull riders, like, want to get ahead of themselves because they're not progressing fast enough and then they get hurt and they get their egg cracked and it's like they didn't even have a foundation and you don't build a house without a foundation. I really encourage, you know, anyone getting into it, whether they're young or they're just starting out and they're in their 20s, you know, take the time to build the foundation because, you know, you can't build the house without a foundation. Absolutely. And like any sport, you have to learn how to do it and how to do it right and how not to get hurt. Yep. That's for sure. Perfect practice makes perfect performance. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Anything else you want to tell our audience? Um, no, just go check out How to Be a Cowboy on Netflix. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Our souls wander in similar places. Even though we may not know each other, we touch the same wind, we walk under the same sky, and our hearts wander in the same dreams. We are one, women just like you and me. Thank you for listening. Thank you.